Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 4th of October 2015, entitled My Shepherd, and the Bible reading is Psalm 23. Here's Brother Daniel Alexandri. I prepared my message from the Lord yesterday, and I want to thank the Lord for His uh, Word of God. It's his word, it's not my word. And uh, whenever we have the opportunity to open the word of God and read it, it's um, one of the best times to be able to hear from the Lord, to hear his voice. And he doesn't have any type of voice. He has a special voice, a sweet voice. And today, Psalm number 23 is a place where I would like for us to turn and just meditate on this word of God that is sweet for all of us. When I was a little boy going to church, to Sunday school, our teacher, Sunday school teacher, would teach us Psalm 23. And for more than 40 years now, I've known this psalm by heart. And it's not that only I know it by heart, but the troubles and the problems of my life, I have always remembered what the Lord said in Psalm number 23. And it's a comfort to know that there is a Chapter, a small chapter in the Bible called Psalm number 23 that is good for all of us in any time, especially when we go through the troubles of this life. The psalmist says, and if you would stand in the honor of uh, the reading of the Word of God, in Psalm number 23, a psalm of David, he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day. This is the Lord's day, and there's another place in the Bible that says that we all should rejoice in the house of the Lord. And we should all rejoice at the thought that we have a place. We have days, Lord, when we can come to the house of the Lord and hear the word of God, hear your sweet and wonderful voice. And I know, Lord, that you love each and every one 
of us, and you sent Jesus Christ to die for each and every one of us. And dear Lord, we have people that need salvation. They are here with us today. And you love them also so much that you sent Jesus Christ, your son, to die for them. So, Lord, please, Lord, touch their hearts and help them turn to you, place their faith in you. The only one who can give them eternal life. The only one that can save them from their old life and give them a new life. Lord, speak to all of us. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Have a seat. I don't know if you are familiar with sheep. You don't see many sheep around here in Birmingham, for sure. But if you are willing to come over to Romania, you'll encounter them. You'll see them all over, especially in the mountains. And even in our town, it's a big city. Our, our place is a big city. It has It's probably half of Birmingham, 500,000 people. Right on the skirts of the big city where I, you know, usually pass by to go to my place, to my home, there is a place where people raise sheep. It's unbelievable. We live uh, in 2015, it's 21st century, in a big city, right at the outskirts. You can see people that raise sheep. But it's, it's so important to, to see their life, to see the way they are raised, to see how the shepherds lead the, the flocks. It, it really helps you to understand better and better what the psalmist has here to say in this uh, psalm. We, we so many times are uh, far away from the pages of the Bible, from the stories of the Bible, from the days of the Bible. Yeah, we live 2,000 years away from what Jesus did, but we live even more away, farther away from the times of David. And if you don't forget, David was a shepherd. He wasn't born a king. He was born to be a shepherd. And later on, God chose him to be the shepherd of nation of Israel. But he did his uh, practice, his apprenticeship, dealing with sheep, real sheep. And yes, Jesus says that we are his sheep. And one Christian one time went online and checked on the word, I am a sheep. Guess what she found out? She found answers like, I don't want to be God's sheep. I'm not God's sheep. I'm not a sheep. Nowadays, people don't want to be sheep. And especially uh, Christians, because we are Christians and we, we talk about Christians. Most of the Christians don't like the word sheep. Because if you watch a flock of sheep, you'll always see the shepherd before the sheep and the sheep following the shepherd. 
And that's not our case. <laughs> because of the original sin, we have the tendency to go astray, not to follow a leader. Because the shepherd is the leader of the sheep, the leader of the flock. And as David says here in his psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, nowadays we like to say, I am my own boss. I am the boss of my house. I wear the trousers in this house. I am the boss. It's in uh, contradiction with the word of God where it says that the Lord is my shepherd. Is the Lord the shepherd of your life? Are you his sheep? Wherever he says, go, would you go and follow his orders? Remember when Paul says that we are soldiers. He calls us soldiers of the Lord. He's the commander, chief commander. Soldiers are just like the sheep. Because soldiers follow the orders of their commander. Or we like to be our own boss, indisciplined, disliking following orders. The psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd. And you know, it's not an easy job to be a shepherd nowadays. Think of being a shepherd 2,000 years ago. They didn't have what we have today, running water, electricity, gas, everything we need. When I married my wife in 1992, a long time ago, <laughs> the first place we went to was um, her grandparents. She was raised by her grandparents. And for six months we stayed there and they lived in an apartment in a flat and they had everything. But things didn't work out very well with my in-laws, so we had to leave. And the first house we rented to live in had no running water. There was a spigot outside for water. There was no toilet inside with flash, flashing water. We just had a hole somewhere in the back. Of course, covered, you know, with something. It wasn't an open one. But in the winter, because we have real winters in Romania where the temperature goes below zero, like 15 under zero, and it's cold, the water wouldn't run anymore. So we didn't have any water. But praise the Lord, we had some snow. So we'd just get some snow, put in a pot, boil the snow, and then pour on the tap to melt the ice and get some water. So we don't have to go 2,000 years ago to find out about some, you know, hard way of living. I can trace back, you know, when I was a child and I was raised in a house, not in a, an apartment or a flat like my wife, and I would have to go to the water the street water tap for some meters 
If it was dark outside, I would have to carry a bucket and fill it up and bring it home. And I was afraid. We had gypsies around there. And one time coming back from church, I found some gypsies in my yard stealing. So I got scared. I was like 10 or 11 years old. I was really scared. Think of the way the shepherds 2000 ago would live. Not an easy life like we have and we still complain. I don't have what he does. I don't have what she does have. Think about living in David's days. It wasn't easy for yourself. But to have a flock to take care of and lead the flock to green pastures. Think of those sunny days. You don't have sunny days here. Come to Romania. We have around 40 degrees for you. The sun is scorching. Everything is drying up. The job of a shepherd was to find green pastures. Not any type of food. Because if you feed the sheep with any type of food, the sheep will get sick and die. And nobody who has sheep wants their sheep to die. But to reproduce, grow, and reproduce, multiply. So the job of a shepherd wasn't an easy job. Like we have today, oh, I like to work in an office. You go to the office and you make some phone calls. You take the computer, you just tap, type there something, it comes up and here's the answer. And uh, you make some phone calls and here comes the day when you need to receive your salary and happy, you know, you're happy. It wasn't that easy back in those days. Let me tell you, it's not easy for God to be our shepherd because we are just like the sheep back in those days, living in a world where everything around wasn't looking that good. And it was a hard job for the shepherd to go and find green pastures and water to properly feed the sheep and give them the clear water. I have a book about Great Britain and before I came to England, I, I took that, I bought that book and I started reading it. And when I um, read about the water here in England, I said, oh, no problem. The, the water is pure, the water is good. You can go to the tap and just turn it on and drink it. I still use a filter. I want to make sure it's clean. <laughs> the water I drink is clean. So the job of a shepherd was the job to find good water for their sheep. Good grass and a place to rest overnight. There are lots of thieves. I went to the doctor the other day with my daughter and my little boy and my wife. 
And we had to register here, the GP. And the nurse, we had a meeting with the nurse first time, and she says, uh, what's your nationality? I said, Romanian. She goes to her computer and she types Rome, and it comes, pops up, Roma, gypsy. I said, I'm not a gypsy. I'm a Romanian. So she tried Romanian. It, would, it wouldn't work. Only Roma. Roma means gypsy. That's their name. So I said, I'm not a gypsy. But, you know, people think that Romanians are gypsies. And when you say Romanian equals gypsy, equals thief. It's not true. Because not all the Romanians are thieves. That's not all the English are thieves either. So, going back to the psalmist here, he had to look after the sheep to protect them against the thieves of the day. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. It's the pastors, the shepherds, the Lord's job to give us good and clean water, good and green grass, and the place to find rest. And God has supplied us with all these things we need. He has the Word of God as food, the best food for our souls, as the water, the still water that we need in this troubled world. And He has a place where we all can come and worship. You know, it strikes me because Romania is getting more and more modern nowadays. Last time when I preached, I mentioned that under the communists, when the Christians were persecuted, the churches, the buildings, not, you know, when I say churches, the buildings were full of people. Even if there was persecution, people would strive to come, to struggle to come to the house of the Lord, to be there and worship the Lord and hear the word of God and sing and praise the Lord. And nowadays, people are finding reasons not to come to the house of the Lord. Oh, I went there Sunday morning. It's enough for me. And cheers are waiting, are crying out. For somebody to sit on them. Why is that? Why, why does God need to send persecution in order for us to realize that the best place for us is to be near the Lord? Close to the Lord. As close as possible to the Lord. Be there where God pours out His blessings. In His house. Because you, you see Him... At the end of this song, he says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. How many of us turn the house of the Lord in a dwelling place for us? Where we delight, where we enjoy, where we come and have fellowship, and where we come and bring our prayers before the Lord. 
You know, when we come to the house of the Lord, the first thing we need to do is, just like Jesus said in His prayer, we call it the Lord's Prayer. We need to thank Him. That's the first thing we need to do in His house. Not to ask, but to thank. Given, it shall be given unto you. Give thanks to the Lord. Praise His name first. But the big I, as I mentioned some time ago, we always have to write I in English language, capital letter, big letter, right? The big I is big in our life. And even if we come to the house of the Lord, we say, Lord, I want this. I need this. Give me this. Give me that. You know, I need good health. I need a good job. I need a school for my son. I need good education, good jobs for my children. I need this and that. I need. We need a restoration. Verse 3 says, He restoreth my soul. We all need a restoration. We all need to go back to what the Bible says. I called yesterday a fellow teacher in Romania, and I asked her about going to church on Sunday. She claims to be saved, but she never came to church, my church, and she never goes to a Christian church. And she says, oh, tomorrow on Sunday, I need to do some paperwork for my school. I said, yeah, nice. What about your soul? What about Matthew 6, 33? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We forget about righteousness. We seek the Lord first just to say, give me, Lord. <laughs> And we forget about his righteousness. We need to put him first in our life. We need a restoration. We need to go back to the scriptures. And Lord, restore my soul, as the psalmist said. Lord, help me to put everything in order in my life. And help me to put you on the first place in my life, in my family. I need you to lead me. I need you to be my leader, my shepherd. Show me where the still water is. Show me where the green pasture is. Show me where your house is. Because I want to be there. Yet thou walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Still we fear. We fear tomorrow, we fear the future. Why? Isn't God the creator of this universe? A missionary that I worked with in Romania years ago sent me a message yesterday. And in his message there, there were a few scientific facts. There are 50,000 thoughts we have every day. The cells, they reproduce, they multiply, and we have new cells in our body every so often. He, he gave me exactly, I didn't write them down, 
because I was supposed to preach tonight in my thought. One of the 50,000 thoughts I had yesterday was that I would preach tonight, not this morning. But one of uh, Pastor Larry's thoughts out of 50,000 <laughs> was that I would preach this morning. So, we have a, a great God. We don't realize how great our God is. We always think of our troubles, of our problems, and we think out of all this world, all these people in this world, God chose me to have this great problem, this great trouble. I don't know why. I don't understand. Do you understand how out of all these 7 billion people of this world, God chose you to serve Him, to be His child? I don't understand. We don't have to understand everything. In order to love God, in order to serve God, we just need to live by faith. This is where we have to place our faith, in His Word. He's so great, our mind cannot comprehend God. But even if we go through the valley of the shadow of death, if we, even if we go through troubles, we should trust this mighty God, this great God, this wonderful Creator. Our body is a miracle. And when we go through the valley of the shadow of death, should we fear with such a God, with such a great God and Savior? And creator. No. Because out of seven billions. Just like a shepherd. Who leads his flock. He knows each and every sheep. God knows you. God knows me. And he knows you and me by name. And the Bible says that he knows the number of the hair of my head. This is our great God. He knows the thoughts. He counts my thoughts, Isaiah says. And you know we have 50,000 thoughts going through our mind every day. Think of these 7 billion people around the world. Multiply by 50,000 thoughts and find out how many thoughts God knows we have million of hair on our head if we still have hair right multiply this with seven billion people on this earth and find out how many hair or hairs or whatever we have and God knows don't you think God knows your own trouble your own problem. He knows it. Even to the smallest detail. So why should you fear? What should I fear? Why? When this is our great God. That knows me by name. And he's my shepherd. And this is personal. I come from a country that is called Christian. 
And when I would go and uh, witness in the street, people would say, I'm a Christian. And they, they would say, I've been a Christian for 20 centuries. And I would look at them and say, you don't look like a 20th century old man or old lady. But that's their reply. That's in their mind. They've been Christians for, for 2,000 years. How can you be a Christian for 2,000 years when you are 60 or 30 or 25? Or... What the psalmist says here that you need a personal relationship with the Lord. I need a personal relationship with the Lord. You cannot be a sheep if you are not born in his family. If you were never born again, if you never placed your faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. This is the only way to become a sheep of the Lord and become His sheep. And if He is your shepherd, then He will lead you. He will nurture you. He will give you rest. There's nobody like God who can give you rest in your heart. Proverbs says that you can have a full calf slaughtered on your table. You can have meat, but if you don't have peace in your heart, it doesn't help you a bit. So you can have all the riches of this world if you don't have the peace of the Lord in your heart. It doesn't help you. You need if you are not his sheep, you need to become his sheep. And the shepherd will be there to guide you, to feed you, to protect you, to give you rest. Oh yeah. David says, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You will never see a shepherd without a staff, a rod. And he's good at handling. Nowadays, if children have a bad behavior and you call the police, not even the police can give you <laughs> the solution to make them behave. The parents say, oh, <clears throat> If I take the rod, they will call the police and they will cuff me and put me in jail. So discipline is a sensitive word nowadays. Parents cannot discipline their children anymore. This is not the same with God. He has his rod, his staff to discipline me. And by disciplining me, he comforts me and gives me peace. What a child needs when they are misbehaving is discipline. And the Bible says parents that don't use the rod to correct their children. They don't love their children. So because God loves me, he takes his rod, his staff, and he disciplines me. And he comforts me by his discipline. Because this body 
needs somebody to have a strong hold on it. We really need a good leader. And this is God. Who knows how to join, how to mix strength and love. And he will discipline us to his love and his wrath. That's his love that will bring comfort and peace in our hearts. And doesn't matter the place where I'm in, doesn't matter the place I go to, the Bible says, Thou art with me. God is always with his children. The shepherd is always with his sheep. Because the sheep need a shepherd. We need God. It's not God that needs us. God can live without me. God can be happy without me. But I cannot be really happy without God. I cannot live without God. I cannot make it to the next second without God. I really need God. If you are God's sheep, you really need God. We really need God. Not only for everlasting life. Because yes, that's the only way to inherit everlasting life. This is the only way we can go to heaven. But we need God here to live a righteous life. To live as lights of this world. To shine His goodness, His love into this dark world we live in. God can prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God is the God of impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. Everything is possible with Him. Aren't you happy for that? Aren't you glad that our God is a God of the impossible? That's why we need to dare and pray. Because our God can do anything He wants. What's impossible with man, it's possible with God. That's what Jesus says. Amen? Everything is possible. We just have to trust the Lord. We just have to trust His Word. And follow His leadership because He is the shepherd. He is the good shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. No one gets to the Father but by me. He is the good shepherd. We need to follow Jesus. If people want to go to heaven, they need to trust Jesus, not Elah or Buddha or God Moon or whoever. But Jesus, He is the only one that can bring salvation. And the only solution for this world nowadays is not Russia with its military forces in Syria. Nor America 
with their military forces, not the EU, they will never be able to bring peace on this earth. But Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, the God of this universe, who came down here to this earth to be your shepherd and my shepherd. Have you invited him in your heart to be your shepherd? To be your savior? If he becomes your savior, personal savior, then he will be your personal shepherd. And he will be there in your life to lead you, to comfort you, to feed you, to feed your soul, to give you rest, to give you the everlasting life that only he can give to you surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever i need god's mercy and god's goodness every day if i follow the lord god's goodness god's mercy God's love will follow me not only for a day or for a year, but 10 years. Will follow me all the days of my life. What's your desire today? To have this service over and go home and eat and get some rest <laughs> for your body because tomorrow is another working day and you need to be there in the morning, early in the morning. If you have a job, it's a blessing of the Lord. If you trust the Lord, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you. How many days? All the days. Of your life. What a God. What a Father. What a Shepherd. What a Creator. To love you and me. So much that He gave His only begotten Son. To die. For you and I. We have a lot to learn. From this God. From this Shepherd. But He is here today. To teach you and me to put your trust in the Lord Jesus, not in anybody else but in Jesus, and to let him be your shepherd. Let him be your shepherd. If he's not your shepherd, let him be your shepherd, your personal shepherd, and you'll never regret. And one day you'll be in heaven. Rejoicing all the other saints, singing hallelujah and praise the Lord. And all because Him, not because, you, because of you, because of His love. May the Lord help us Christians to follow the Good Shepherd. Not for a day in our lives, but for the whole rest of our life. Thank you very much. God bless you.